Any views or opinions expressed on KUR are not necessarily those of Kutztown University, Kutztown University Student Government, Kutztown University Student Services Incorporated, KUR staff and management or other affiliated organizations. It is time for the High Sports Talk Show in the Northeastern Berks County. This is the Bears Beat. You're home for the best coverage of Kutztown Golden Bear Athletics with news, updates, upcoming events, and upcoming KUR broadcasts right here on your sports leader, KUR. This show airs every Friday at 1 p.m. And with that, let's send it down to the McFarland Student Union Broadcasting Studio to join our team of Jack Heim and KUR Sports Coordinator Joshua Toot. Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome into the Bears Beat, your home for the best coverage of Golden Bear Athletics News updates, upcoming events right here on the radio voice of Kutztown University. Okay, you are normally hear two voices on this show, but today it's just me riding solo today. My name is Josh Toot. I'll be your host today for the Bears Beat. Thanks for tuning in. This show every this show airs every Friday at 1 p.m. With myself and my co-host Jack Heim, unfortunately due to scheduling issues this week, um, we were not able to be together. But we still have a lot to go over this week. A lot of great stuff going on across the board uh, with soccer, with field hockey, and also too a great win for football and an even bigger week for a lot of teams this week. But we're going to start off our discussion right away with field hockey and we talked about last show how they did have a pretty rough stretch um, of, of games in the middle of the season you know with a bad loss to Mansfield early on and a bad loss to Westchester back to back but they rebounded very nicely we talked about it as well against Lindenwood that 3-2 win we also talked about that Mansfield game where they rebounded 3-2 very nicely and they took out the number two team in the nation, Shippensburg, 4-1. But they still left that big number one seed, the Westchester Rams, still on the table with that loss. But they rebounded very nicely um, over the past couple weeks. Um, And we talked about the Newman game last week. But I want to focus more along the lines of the Bloomsburg game. Now, Bloomsburg is a very good team. They are ranked number two, number 10 in the nation, excuse me. So they're a team that's just about the same power as the Golden Bears. But Kutztown found a way to somehow pull it off with a nice 2-0 win at Bloomsburg as well. So the number four team takes out the number 10 team in the nation for Division Two competition. But there's a lot to go over in this game that I think a lot of highlights should be dished around. So without further ado, let's get in it. Some overall statistics. Uh, Kutztown, 19 shots, six, 19 shots, 16 on goal. Excuse me. To Bloomsburg's four shots, three on goal which is something you don't see very often. And here's where the biggest difference came into play. Kutztown, three saves to Bloomsburg's 14 saves. So you saw a lot of defense for the Huskies in this game. 
with more of the offense swaying towards the Golden Bears. But we talked about how penalty corners can influence the game heavily. Um, could sound 15 penalty corners to Bloomsburg's four. So out of the four shots they put up, four of them came on penalty corners, three of them going on net, which were all saved. And here was the biggest number, 21 fouls for the Golden Bears, four, 34 for the Huskies, excuse me. And that's just a number that, that's something you don't see very often. A lot of fouls going in both teams' favors. But I think that goes to the fact that this is a big PSAC East rivalry. And this was a game that was held very closely with a 2 nothing win for the Golden Bears. But let's talk about who had some good days. Let's start off with Jillian Buchman, who had a goal and an assist on the day. Two shots on goal, one scoring and one for the assist. So that's a great day for her. Olivia Blisson with the other goal as well. One shot on goal. That was the one that went in the net. And I want to talk more about Katie Dodderwich. Three saves, not uh, not too busy of a day in net, but a shutout game is still a shutout game, and we definitely have to commend her for her hard work. But I will also want to touch on Rachel Dustman, who had an assist as well, but she got a lot of the offense going. Seven shots on goal, and that's something that I think personally, with seven shots on goal, I would have expected her to get a goal herself, but she definitely put in a, a good hard effort. Um, that's a number you like to see, seven shots on goal. So, obviously something you want to look forward to. But I hate to take a quick break here, but we have to get a word from the KUR, KUR Notebook. So, without further ado, attention KU community. Join the Women's Center staff for Feminist Fridays held every other Friday from 2 p.m. to 3 p.m. at the Boxwood House. Feminist Fridays consist of fun and interactive crafts journaling, and a variety of activities with a feminist twist. Be sure to follow the Women's Center KU on Instagram for more information about Feminist Fridays. This message of community interest is brought to you by the Radio Voice of Kutztown University. KU are well. If this is your first episode tuning in, thanks for joining us here on what is possibly your lunch hour. This is the Bears Beat. This is where we talk about Everything Golden Bear Athletics related. We talk about upcoming broadcasts we're going to be doing. And we talk about a couple of other athletics related items of business. So we just talked about Kutztown's side for the Bloomsburg Field Hockey game that Kutztown won 2 to nothing. So let's focus on the other side of things. And really they didn't have much going their way. Curly Williams with one shot on goal. Uh, we had Bree Dobler with a, go a shot on goal and Bella Culp with a shot on goal. None of them found in the back of the neck. But I want to talk about Abby Schaefer who had an outstanding game in goal. She really didn't have much help on the defensive side. But to put up 13 saves is something that I think is very impressive and we have to commend her on her effort. You know, 13 shots that you're stopping is very tough and it's no easy feat. But she found a way... To fight off this adversity for the most part. Only giving up two goals. When her team couldn't get her much offense. And I don't blame the Bloomsburg, the Bloomsburg Huskies per se. I mean the Golden Bears are ranked number four in the nation for a reason. But I would have expected them to get more offense going. Or even more defense 
I think that would have helped their chances of winning this game. And if they would have got more offense going, I think they could have easily won this game. But it speaks to the testament, I think, of Kutztown's defense that we've saw all throughout this year. Looking at their at their um, rankings here, they are 11 and two on the year with an 8.46 winning percentage, and in the conference they have a 750 winning percentage. So, realistically speaking, to be number four in the nation and to have a winning percentage like that, you have to be doing something right. So that really speaks to the testament of the Golden Bears defense. Now, Kutztown does have a challenging game on game tomorrow, excuse me, against number eight IUP. The PSCC is very well known for having some very notable field hockey teams. We talked about how Westchester's ranked number one, Shippensburg number two, Kutztown number four, Bloomsburg number ten, and IUP is no exception to this. They're ranked number eight. They're a very good team, and if Kutztown wants to win this game, they're going to have to bring it just like they did in this Bloomsburg game. But I think they need to do something differently. And it's very minor. I think that their most important aspect that they need to bring into this game is that they need to get more offense going. A 2-0 game is something that's very notable. Your defense stepped up. But I think if your defense can put more offense on the board, you know, they did have a lot of offense going their way. Just couldn't find the back of the net 2-0 win. But I think if they could get more goals on the board, that would give them an even better shot of taking on IEP. IEP is no easy feat, and neither was Mansfield. I think the Golden Bears, we talked about a couple of episodes ago, how they might have underestimated you know, the Mounties' abilities, and that was the reason they came out with that loss. So I think it's important you know, to get more offense going your way. Um, and if they do that, they'll come out with a win. If they don't, they may come out with the win. You know, I can't confirm anything because I'm not playing this game. I'm only seeing it from a spectator's view. So that's just something to look out for. But, you know, to increase their chances, I think it would be more beneficial to have a lot more offense going your way. But one more quick point, though, I want to have for the field hockey is... um, this article came out. Uh, so, this article came out two days ago, um, and Rachel Dustman, um, after following Jillian uh, Bookman's run of recognition, um, uh, Rachel Dustman is now named NFHCA Offensive Player of the Week, and this is the second straight week for the Golden Bears. We talked about Bookman last week, Dustman now this week. Um, hats off to both of those players, um, and this is just. Very impressive to see when you have when your team has two back-to-back nationally recognized players. That's when you know your team is definitely very solid. You have a good shot at winning the conference. You have a good shot at winning the national title. Now it's just you need to go execute. Um, and I think well, one more point I want to touch on before we move on from the field hockey discussion is that when. Yeah, when you want to go for the national title, it seems like you need to fight the battle, not even on that aspect. You need to fight it at home. And it really comes down to the point that you need to win the PSAC. Your number one and number two nationally ranked teams are right in your own backyard. It's Westchester, number one, Shippensburg, number two. You already beat Shippensburg. You lost to Westchester. Um, you beat number 10, Bloomsburg. You, you have a good shot at being number eight, IUP. But 
if you win the PSAC, I think you're pretty set up to almost win the national title of Division II NCAA. So that's something we're going to have to really look forward to. But if they don't win the PSAC, I think all of this credit, all of this praise was for nothing because, you know, that this is where all the good teams sit right now. They're right in your own backyard. You need to beat all these good teams right right around you. You know, if you if you win this if you win this, this conference, you have a very very good shot of winning the whole thing. So something to look out for. And always we wish the best for the field hockey team. We talked about how their next game is tomorrow. Um, that is a home game at Andre Reed Stadium, 11 o'clock a.m. start, I believe. I'm going to double-check that one more time. Yep, 11 o'clock a.m. start, and obviously we wish the best for the field hockey team. But our next topic of discussion here, we have... We always talk about soccer, and let me tell you, they had a outstanding week, I believe, in my personal opinion. And it really comes down to the fact that they won a very big game. Um, you know, we talked about how they were on the losing side of things um, the past, past couple weeks. You know, that Shepard tie, 1-1 on October 5th, could sound found a win against East Childsburg that day that everybody was playing home. Um... Another big thing we have going on, you know, Kutztown lost to Bloomsburg, one nothing on October 12th. But they rebounded very nicely against this Mansfield game. And this is a game that there was a lot going on, and we are going to be obviously interrupted by the break, but let's start it. So, we talked about how they had to bounce back from the one nothing defeat to Bloomsburg on October 12th. Um, and I think Eric Bernstein went to his leader. Um, we talked about all, most of the shows that Kale Arjun was the player to look out for. We haven't seen much of Arjun this season, um, doing what she does best, what we know her for. But we've looked to a lot of other players, and we saw a lot of different players I would say getting in this game because there were four different goal scorers in this game. We had Arjun, we had Lexi Endress, we had Ellie Tierney, and we had Isabella Rossetti. Now, Kayla Arjun and Rossetti, I know off the top of my head, were definitely on the team last year. They got knocked out of the PSAC playoffs and the NCAA Division II playoffs, so they had a lot riding on this season. you know, And they knew they needed to step up if they wanted to make it into the PSAC playoffs. So... You know, this was an all-around team effort, I think, for the Golden Bears, and this was a nice win. But I don't think it deserves too much praise because if you give it too much praise, then, you know, you run into the problems that you're riding in all high and mighty when you have an even bigger game, you know, tomorrow. You have, with homecoming, there's a lot of sporting events going on. I want to add one more note at the very end of the show for everyone who's coming out for that. But you're taking on another great team against Westchester. They were the team that knocked you out of the NCAA Division II playoffs. And speaking on top of that, the last matchup of the season, you lost one nothing. So now you have even more riding on this game. You lost one nothing. They knocked you out of the NCAA Division II playoffs. If you need any motivation, you really shouldn't be playing in this game because there's a lot going on in this game. But 
like I said earlier on, we're going to have to take a quick time out here on the Bears beat. But when we come back, a lot more soccer discussion going on. We're going to dive deeper into this Bloomsburg game. And we're going to talk about the Westchester game with more football action and volleyball action and some spectator information for all of the events going on tomorrow. I would say evening, but also during the night. This is the Bears Beat, your home for the best coverage of the Golden Bears Athletics News, updates, upcoming events, and upcoming broadcasts right here on your sports leader, KUR. Stay with us. Kick your weekend off strong with me, Mitchell Smedley, on Redneck Rush Hour, Fridays 5 to 6 on KUR. Redneck Rush Hour is KUR's ultimate source for all of the best in country. Yes, sir, I'll be there living it up with you as we put our week in the rear view and head into our weekend. It's my mission to get you singing, dancing, and laughing to start your weekend off strong. From older Southern rock to today's radio hits, from Nashville legends to today's under-the-radar artists, yes, sir, wall-to-wall, this is Nothing But Country on Redneck Rush Hour. Wildfires burn millions of acres each year. And each year, wildland firefighters like Fire Chief James Hall battle to contain them. But they can't do it alone. A single ember that escapes from a wildfire can travel more than a mile. It can ignite and destroy your home, your community, or more. That single ember can be just as dangerous as the wildfire itself. But you can do something firefighters can't. You can act now to prepare your home and your community for wildfire. You can reduce the risk. Do your part. Go to fireadapted.org. Get fire adapted. Learn what you can do now to reduce wildfire damage later at fireadapted.org. A public service message brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service and the Ad Council. Learn more at fireadapted.org. Your home for the Golden Bear Athletics news updates, upcoming events right here on the Radio Voice of Kutztown University. KUR Joshua Two back here with you on the Bears beat. And right before the break, we were just starting off our soccer discussion here. And there's a lot going on in this Mansfield game that I want to dive deep on. Um, we knew coming into this game that Mansfield is having a pretty rough season. Um, they're currently 2-11-2. and two. And in conference, they don't have a single win except 11 losses and two ties. So they're trying to still find the win column. But this was a win that Kutztown needed. They needed to build some momentum against tomorrow's game against Westchester. So let's dive into some team statistics here. 25 shots, 13 on goal for the Bears. Mansfield, 5 shots, 4 on goal. Kutztown, 4 saves. Mansfield, 9 saves. And this is a big statistic here, ladies and gentlemen. 16 corner kicks, one for Mansfield. So this is where a lot of the offense was generated from, I think, speaking off of. So another thing, too, on on the foul side, eight apiece, but no cautions or ejected, ejections. No yellow or red cards, just a couple fouls. But that's to be expected. It's tough to play a clean game of soccer. But 
in a sense, they kind of did. Uh, I mean, it's it's not unnormal to see eight fouls for a team, but just something to add on. But we talked about how Kale Origin and uh, Lexi Endress, Isabella Rossetti, and also to, also two Emmy Wolfel. Um, all those guys had a great game. We talked about how Arjun had a goal, but she also had three assists. So she was involved in all of these points that were scored, you know, with her goal and then three assists. Um, we talked about Alexi Andres with a goal, and then we talked about Rossetti with a goal. Um, those are a big part of what happened. And Ali Tierney, she wasn't even a starter, but she subbed in with a goal. So great to see a point off the bench. That's something you don't see very often, but I think that's something that Eric Bernstein likes to see. Um, that's something I like to see as a fan, but, you know, we talked about how they need to generate more offense, and they did it, so that's good to see. Um, it's just, can they keep that momentum going towards Westchester tomorrow, who, you know, Westchester is a very good team. Um, you know, com coming in, you know, they're, they're pretty red hot, you know, they... Look at specifically, you know, they're, I want to focus more on their Mansfield game more than anything because, you know, this was a game that had a lot going their way. You know, they, they won 3 nothing. Um, You know, and, you know, I want to talk about Jacqueline Hug with a goal, Maggie Lena with a goal, Lauren Corliss with a goal. Um... Overall statistics from that game, you know, they put three goals up, three assists, 20, 32 shots on goal, 20, sh 20 shots on goal, 32 in total, and 12 corner kicks. So they're a team that is very high-powered, but at the same time, it's about how you're going to limit them tomorrow, tomorrow. Um, and that's something we're going to have to look forward to. Um, KUR, unfortunately, will not carry live coverage of that game, as we will be carrying the football game Um just a quick note on that. Uh, Pre-game show is set to start at 2.30 with the kickoff at 3 o'clock. We'll talk about that more, though, later on in the show. But um, one more point I do want to touch on with the women's soccer discussion is they finally found their way in the first NCAA Division II regional rankings. Um, so, you know, that's something you definitely like to see. Um, you're taking on... You know, the number two nationally ranked Westchester. Um, but now that you finally found your way in the regional rankings, I think that gives you a little bit of momentum that has a little chip on your shoulder. And I think that's something that, you know, you like to see. But it's all about how you go after each and every individual game. And there's, this is their next big test. This is Westchester. This is a big game. You know, they knocked you out of the NCAA playoffs. They knocked you... They beat you, you know, already in this year. So it's important to see how Kutztown responds to this type of pressure. But that's all we have on the women's soccer discussion. But another discussion we want to turn our attention to is uh, the volleyball team. Now, volleyball is not a, a team we talk about too often on this show. Um, but... They do have a lot of positives going this way, their way. So they are 11 and 8 on the year, 579 winning average, 5 and 3 in conference play. So their conference winning percentage is better than their overall, 625 in the conference, 579 overall. But they do have a couple of big games coming up. But they pulled off some big wins um, in the year. You know, Lock came in 3 nothing, Bloomsburg 3 1. They they lost a big one to Millersville, 
on October 7th, but at the same time, Westchester 3-2, East Stroudsburg 3-2. Now you have a big game going up against Shepherdsburg tonight at 7 o'clock at Keystone Arena. Um, this is a game that, you know, has a lot riding on it, but what I want to focus on more, though, is the East Stroudsburg game. So this was a game that had a lot riding on it. We talked about how, you know, Kutztown needs a couple big wins. Um, and, you know, they pulled it off. Um, you know, this was a game that, you know, they knew had a lot riding on it. Um, and even though they came up with a really slow start, I think Kutztown still found a way to manage. Um, they gave it the first period to East Stroudsburg 25-19 but then they rebounded nicely 25-18 but it was back and forth matchup all game it was went over to East Stroudsburg 25-19 then 25-15 the Golden Bears then it ended very nicely with that 15-9 finish in favor of the Golden Bears so they finally win 3-2 um, but you know overall this was something that you know Kutztown dominated in kills 58 to 46. You know, that was something that I really like to see a lot more often. And, you know, Kutztown, they outscored East Stroudsburg 80 points to 59. You know, kills 58 to 46. Aces 15 to 5. They did get outscored in the box category 8 to 7, but assists 51 to 45. And they did get out scored in the digs, 76 to 74. But overall, this was a game that, you know, had a lot riding in their favor. And, you know, that's something you have to like as a team. You need to get on the winning side. They knew that. They knew they had to get something going their way. But it was just all about how they got that going their way, though. And I think, in retrospect, you need to get some more wins on the board. If you want to make those PSAC playoffs, and remember, too, they're not right, right. They're right around the corner here. You know, the first, the quarterfinals are on November 9th. And considering we're at the 20th, that's about, that's about three weeks away. So, you know, that's, that's right around the corner. Um, so you have some big games coming up. We talked about the Shippensburg game. Then you have Shepard, Millersville. Millersville was the one you lost to. Now you got to go play them at their home. Um, then you got to take on Westchester. Then you got to go take on Lockhaven. Then Bloomsburg. You know, these are some big games. Um, so it's important for all of our Golden Bear family to show out for our volleyball team as, you know, they need some big wins if they want to get a, a playoff berth here. So if you can, please show up and show out for the women's volleyball team. They would definitely appreciate it. Unfortunately, we don't carry... Volleyball coverage on KUR. It's just uh, due to some scheduling issues here at the station. But we do always wish the very best for our women's volleyball team. So we're obviously at our final discussion point right now. And that is the football team. Um, there are a couple things that definitely need to go over here. And... I want to first talk off talk about um, the 29-10 win against Shippensburg. Um, this was a game that we said about last broadcast, last football broadcast. If you didn't tune in, um, that was a big win against Bloomsburg, 24 nothing. Um, a shutout, great, outstanding job by our defense. But 
you know, there were a lot of things going on in this game that, you know, you definitely like to see. Um, and, you know, it's just where we start now. So, we I first want to start off by talking about the receiving end of things. So, obviously, we talked about how Jake Novak might have been out for this game. He indeed was. Um, he did not have much... He did not have any time in this game. But with the receiving, they looked once again to Jerome Cap, who had 86 yards for a touchdown. Then you looked to Ravenel for 16. He Helton with 14. He McKenzie with 14. Davis with 12. McNeil with 12. Hasty with 10. Austin with 6. You know. So the passing game worked very well for him. And Rightfully so. This has been something that has worked very well for them in the past, and it definitely has this year. So definitely something that I, I'd like to see. Um, we talked about how Novak being out, that might have been a big impact, and it really wasn't much of an impact, I don't think. Um, you know, there were only two touchdowns scored, but overall this was a game that I think – it's very well played by everyone. This was a, a team effort, 29-10. Um, and it's something that I definitely like to see. Um, but turning our attention to the passing side, and, you know, Donnie Blaine had a had a great game in himself. You know, 16 for 26, that's not his best. He was sacked three times. His longest pass was for 54 yards for a touchdown to cap for 170 yards in total. So, Definitely hats off to him for another great game. But we want to talk about the rushing game the next. And I think we need to look to Daryl Davis McNeil, who had an outstanding game. 6.8 yards per carry, a touchdown, 136 yards. But also to Jordan Davis, 55 yards. Um, his, long, his longest, 14. Average of 2.4 yards. Then Donnie Blaine and Noble House. Donnie with 16, Noble with 7. So... Not much offense going on in this game, but there was one key player that I really didn't expect to see much of in this game, and we'll talk about him right now. Um, and you know, it was Dawson Evans. Um, five field goals in this game, three in the second, two in the third, and what an outstanding game for him. Dawson Evans is a player that I have actually known for probably about. I would say about a, a solid part of my life because me and him actually went to the same high school. Um, both Google Haven alumni. And Dawson Evans, you know, he had an outstanding game. Uh, he was a player that was on the roster last year, did not see any game action, but he didn't see a lot of game action in the beginning of the year as well due to Nick Coppolino taking a lot of the field goals, extra points, what have you, but it's good to see him him getting a lot of action. Um, he's he's a hard worker. Um, he was a very big player on our football team back at home. So it's just you know what what can the offense do differently? Considering tomorrow that you have a big game against Lockheed and it's homecoming, you need to you know you need a big win. So it's just the matter of what you need to do differently. And I think it comes down to a couple of things. Number one. You need to have a lot more offense generating. Um, I think you need to you need to get more of your run game involved. You need to get a lot more of your pass game involved. Um, 
all four of your running backs who saw time only ran for 214 yards and for the passing only ran 170 yards. So that's not a lot. Um, those are numbers we're not used to. Another problem that we had with this game was that, you know, defense had a good game, but you gave up 10 points. So I would have expected them to give up zero like they did in the Bloomsburg game, but unfortunately they did not. So something, you know, just two things to look forward to. But obviously there were a lot of good things that went on in this game. You know, Sam Johnson the third for Shippensburg had a good game. You know, 113 yards, a touchdown, two interceptions, though. That's a good job by the Golden Bears defense. You know, two picks is when you have a good game. Um, you know, the defense limited the rushing attack to only 18 yards. They're passing to only 113 yards for a touchdown on the passing side. So a touchdown and a field goal is a good game. But it's just about what you can do differently now for the future. And I think that, you know, if they make some of these important changes, they will be set up for success. Um, and... You know, they're, they did lose a couple of key players, and that's what we mentioned in our last football broadcast. Um, you know, with the loss of Jake Novak, Monty Justice. Um, those were two big guys that are part of both the offense and the defense. And to lose those type of players, it's very heartbreaking. But it's about how you get over that fact now. Um, I think that's something that, you know, you need to look forward to. Um, and... It comes down to the point that you need to get more offense going and you need to get fight past this adversity. And the problem I have with this is that, you know, I would have expected more offense, but I almost, I was okay with this game. Um, I just need to see more offense against Lockhaven because you have an even tougher schedule against Millersville, Westchester, and Slippery Rock. So these are three big games that you got coming up that you need to prepare for. And if you don't have your offense corrected now, it's just what do you what do you do differently um, and how do you correct that in practice? And I think that's something that Marcel Quarterman, Jim Clements, and Eric Fargo are going to take into account, and they're definitely going to be fixed. And I'm I'm expecting to see those changes in the lock game, game and I'm, I – I definitely think that we will see those changes. But um, once again, we're going to have to take a quick break here on the Bears beat. But if you tuned in in the past, we always do a trivia question. And our trivia question today is, coming out of Kutztown, there was one important Detroit Lions running back right now on the team. Who is that man? And why is he so important to Kutztown? This is the Bears Beat, your home for the best coverage of Gold Bear Athletics news, updates, upcoming events right here on the radio voice of Kutztown University. Hey, more stay with us. Follow KUR, Kutztown University's award-winning radio station on Twitter to receive exciting daily content delivered straight to your newsfeed. By following us on Twitter, you'll discover diverse music, breaking news, and engaging student DJ content. Follow us at twitter.com forward slash KU radio. And remember to use hashtag KU radio when tweeting about us. We are KUR, the radio voice of Kutztown University. 
Programming on KUR brought to you by the students of Kutztown University Radio. From the KUR News Desk, I'm Mitchell Smedley. Thursday, September 29th, KUR's own Linda Zuniga and myself had the great pleasure of attending the ribbon cutting for the Delight E. Bridegum Building, headquarters of the Pennsylvania German Cultural Heritage Center. The ribbon cutting was accompanied by an amazing panel of speakers, including University President Kenneth S. Hawkinson, State Senator Judy Schwenk, and Council General David Gill. Here's some of what they had to say about the grand opening. Over the past four years, we have worked tirelessly to develop a new and much-needed state-of-the-art facility to house the research library and archives in pursuit of the Heritage Center's mission. To preserve and celebrate the folk culture, history, and language of the Pennsylvania Germans and the broader region at a unique educational setting at Kutztown University. What a great success. This day puts the spotlight on a truly unique institution, which is devoted to preserving German legacy in this wonderful part of the United States and to making it accessible to the public. We need institutions like the German Cultural Heritage Center to remember our history, heritage, culture, habits, and inherited wisdom in order to make them useful to shape our societies, and to shape our transatlantic relationships. Thanks to this center, people connect to their families and communities' roots, and hence to the bonds between our countries and continents. Dr. Jennifer Schlegel and State Senator Schwank wanted to highlight, though, that this heritage and culture that we're celebrating is not limited to the past. This center and new headquarters are not just about the past and present. This enhanced center is about the opportunities our future students and community members will have to engage in experiential learning. This is living history here. This is a part of who we are. This is not just something that's in the past. And finally, the Council General illustrated why remembering such history is so important. Directly attacked by Russia and the free democratic European country, Ukraine. It is the most recent and concrete example of the importance of the transatlantic relationship. But it will be not the last. In times of adversity such as this, however, we can look to what President Hawkinson said. A German proverb says, adversity is the mother of wisdom. And our shared wisdom now has a fantastic new home at the German Heritage Center. We check news hourly on KUR. This is the Bears Beat. Your home for the best coverage of Golden Bear Athletics news, updates, upcoming events right here on the radio voice of Kutztown University, KUR. Joshua Tube back here with you after the break. Our trivia question of the day. There was one important running back for the Golden Bears that came in through the past couple years that now plays for the Detroit Lions. What was his name and why is he so important? Well, the answer, Mr. Craig Reynolds. And the reason he's so important, um, he ran through the same rotation that every single one of our running backs right now does. He was in a rotation of two running backs and he made the cut to the Detroit Lions so 
that's an interesting fact you may not have known. But before the break, we talked about the football team um, and their great win against Shippensburg and what they have going up against them this week against Lockhaven. Um, one more point I want to make about that before we move on to our next and final topic of the day. Uh, Kay Warble, carry live coverage of that game. Josh Patoop, myself, Jack Heim, Mitchell Smendley on the call of that one. Pre-game show set to start 2.30-2.40 and the kickoff set to start at 3 o'clock right here on the radio voice of Kutztown University, K-U-R. Well, two more things I lied before we... I, before I want to touch before we call it a day here, um, the men's cross-country team and the women's cross-country team, um, they have, it looks like, one more option um, to qualify for the PSAC championship run and the NCAA championship run. Um, and that happens uh, today, actually, at 5.15. Um, so, definitely we wish all the best for that, as the PSCC Championships are at a site to be announced. That is on November 5th, with the NCAA Atlantic Region starting on November 19th, and the Division Two overall championships set to take place December 3rd. But one thing I want to do before we cross off the men's cross country discussion off of our list of what we need to cover today um i want to touch on a couple people number one jack holler um he is a gentleman that is i have got the pleasure um to watch um and he is very impressive to say the least he's he's somebody that i think definitely the PSAC and the NCAA needs to keep a lookout for. Um, he's somebody that can play spoiler to a couple of um, favorites, so make sure to look out for him. Um, also, too, we should probably talk about uh, Logan Icobello, Icobelli, excuse me, uh, the junior coming out of Parkland High School, um, and he did place placed eighth overall at the DeSales Invitational, so. Hats off to that young man right there. That was last year, actually. Correct me if I'm wrong. But in this one, he improved a little bit. At the DeSales Invitational, he placed 20th. Um, so, congrats to him. Jack Holler placed 6th. And Adam Bricado, uh, only the freshman coming out of Calvert Hill High School in Maryland, uh, placed 24th at that meet. And... So those are three names that we should probably keep a lookout for uh, for the cross-country team of making the the championship run here. So obviously we wish the best for everyone competing at the last chance run at LVC um, today at 5.15. But yeah, we'll have to keep a lookout for that. But one more thing I want to do. Um, unfortunately, it seems as though this... Normally we do a full hour, but since it's just me today, it's a little bit tougher because I don't have any other inputs other than just myself. Um, so, Kutztown's Athletics page put out a article, um, and it's received, and it's about this weekend. And apparently, it's going to be so full at homecoming that there are some parking lot closures. 
And I want to go over that really quick. If you don't read the KU Bears website, first of all, if you don't, you should probably start because that's where you get all of your Golden Bear information at, all your athletic information. Uh, you get your tickets, parking passes, tailgate tickets, stuff like that, your football tickets, any type of tickets. Any type of information, you go through that website right there. So, <coughs> excuse me. Uh, so, all parking around Andre Reed Stadium, E2, F1, F2, and F6 is sold out. Any other parking, including for the KU Fieldhawk game at 11 a.m., without having prepaid, should park in, in lots A2, A3 on North Campus. Shuttle services will be available from 2.30 p.m. until 30 minutes after the football game is over. And tailgating will be, not be open until noon. That is three hours before the game is scheduled to kick off. So if you do plan on tailgating, that's just your small little heads up. Um, and if you don't have a parking pass, well, unfortunately, you're you're a little too late to it. Um, but fear not, as there is shuttle service, you won't have to be forced to walk to the north side of campus as there is a shuttle service going on. But... Two more things we need to do. I keep saying one more thing and then it's two more things. Uh, but a quick announcement from the KUR Notebook. Attention KU community. Want to join KUR but don't want to be on air? We have a spot for you. Contact us at kurkutstan.edu and express your interest and we will find the perfect place for you at KUR. KUR is anything you want to make it. If you don't hear back within a few days, please stop by rooms 188 or 190 in the McFarland Student Union Building or call us at 610 683 4059 during normal business hours. We hope to see you soon. This message of community interest is brought to you by the radio voice of Kutztown University, KUR. If you're just joining us now, welcome into the Bears Beat. This is a show that airs every Friday, 1 to 2 p.m. My name is Joshua Toot. Normally, I'm joined alongside my broadcast partner for most of the broadcast and my co-host for the show, Jack Klein. But unfortunately, due to scheduling issues, he cannot make it in. So we're riding solo today, and I was just telling all of our listeners that... Um, we will be ending a little short today. Um, unfortunately, it's a little tough with just one person. But um, just it's one more thing I want to go over. I promise, everybody. I promise. Um, we're going to review all the events that are going on this week. This weekend, excuse me, because there's a lot. So there's the Homecoming Festival on the DMZ. Um, that is happening during the morning. Um, that's on Homecoming Day. Then it starts off with um, field hockey at 11 a.m. versus IUP um, at Andre Reed Stadium. So make sure to come on out to that. Also, too, at 1 o'clock, uh, the women's volleyball team is playing at 1 at Sh for against Shepard. Um, and then on top of that, when the women's swimming team is having a beat against Lockheed at 2. Then on top of that, the Golden Bears are playing Westchester in women's soccer. We talked about how big of a game that is. Number two coming into homecoming territory for the Golden Bears. We hope the best that we send, hopefully, Westchester back with a loss on their hand. And then football, we wrap it up against Sly Cayman at 3 o'clock. And that will be the only broadcast that KOR will cover that day as we always do cover football. But just a lot going on. So... Honestly, just and and we forgot to even mention what's happening Friday. It's the last chance run, fast invitational at LVC for the cross country team, and also too there's a volleyball game at seven o'clock at 
uh, Keystone Arena against Shippensburg. Um, so, if you're saying to yourself, you got nothing to do this weekend, you're almost lying to yourself. You, you really are. You really are. But, if you got nothing to do this weekend, well, now you do. All of the events will start Friday night at 7 o'clock here on the campus of Kutztown University. Then we turn it over to Saturday morning, 11 a.m. field hockey. And then we go to women's volleyball at 1. A swim meet at 2. Then we go to, to soccer at 2.30. Then we go to football at 3. If you can't make it out to football, you're at another game. Tune in to KUR at least and show us some love. Show the broadcast team with Joshua, T. Jack Heim, and Mitchell Smedley some love. You can tune in on our airways 1670 AM as well as our online platforms, my tuner and tune in app. But once again, it's been great having this show with all of our listeners. Thank you so much for tuning in and make sure to tune in next week for another episode of the Bears Beat. <laughs>